Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Enger. And today I'm joined by Coach Brittany Gable. Brittany, welcome. Hello. Hey. So we are going to talk about 10 things that everyone should know about food. And the we have top 10, basically, and we're going to give you a little bit of our insights on some of the things that we do with our coaching and um, things that we've tried um, within our own preps as an athlete. So Brittany, do you want to start with tip number one? Sure. So the biggest and most important one is going to be protein. So protein is so essential for our muscle growth, our recovery, and just overall health. Um, It's vital that trainers and like us, we educate our clients on the importance of getting the uh, most efficient protein into our diet, high quality protein sources as well, like lean meats, fish, dairy, eggs, plant-based alternatives like legumes, tofu, or tempeh. Um, we want to encourage our clients to spread protein evenly throughout the day so we can optimize utilization by our body and also managing hunger because it helps with satiation so much. Um, we usually try to do one gram per pound of body weight or on a sliding scale, depending on if we're in our pr- improvement season and we're trying to gain muscle, sometimes we go above that as well. Um, And also just kind of based on our body fat composition as well with calories. Um, We don't want to be too high and uh, put on fat, but with protein, that's very slim chance for that to happen. And then, um, like I said, Protein is going to be usually higher during a reverse dieting after a show when we're going into improvement season. Also, sometimes when we have surgeries, we want to have higher protein intake as well to help with the healing process. And then when we're on rapid fat loss phases, we also want to have more protein as well to help with the hunger and maintaining muscle when we're cutting. Yeah, and just to explain a little bit more in depth on the sliding scale. So depending on a person's body fat composition, so if they have a lot more body fat, then we're probably going to stick closer to the one gram per pound. But if they are a lean individual and they're in the improvement season trying to recomp, then usually I do like a 1.25 factor on it. But the basically the lower their body fat is in the improvement season, the higher protein threshold they'll have, um, with the caveat that, you know, certain populations like people with, uh, kidney and, um, liver and, um, dysfunction should always go with what their doctor recommends, um, in that term. So these are for healthy individuals with the goal of getting on stage. And I find, you know, with the post-surgery, um, you know, our bodies need a lot of leucine to repair, and we get that leucine as one of the nine essential amino acids. Um, if you're a plant-based, you could do a lot of corn that has a lot of leucine in it. Um, you can also supplement as well, but that that's a good way to really aid and repair. And then it will also turn on muscle protein synthesis. So um, any other thoughts with um, protein? 
I don't think so. Otherwise, other than like, it's just so important for us to get in protein, uh, most of the population and everybody like just under eats protein so much that even just adding protein or like, say you normally eat like three ounces of chicken, try four to five ounces of chicken and you'll see just so much of a difference with your hunger levels, um, with your performance in the gym, with just everything. Yeah. Like protein is just so important and I love protein. (laughs) So, um, it's not hard for me to eat it. Um, but sometimes people, um, find it hard to eat and like cottage cheese. I don't know why, but it seems to be like a fad right now of making everything with cottage cheese. Um, but simple things like that, or, um, things that have more protein in, if you just add that into, it adds up, you know, throughout the day so that it, it really isn't that hard to get in, uh, your body weight and protein. Yeah. Our Western diet though, it just, a lot of our foods have a lot of fats and carbs mm-hmm. and protein is always the micronutrient or the macronutrient that's lacking. And so I find that people that, you know, need significant weight loss or are just starting their bikini journey, usually that's the, the key factor is that they're just really under eating protein. And, um, yeah, the, a dietitian, you know, the, the low amount that is required, is way less than what bodybuilders really need to optimize muscle growth and turn on muscle protein synthesis. So yeah, we at Glam Girl really emphasize heavily on like when to do the protein, which is one of our 10 um, bullets. So I won't sneak ahead to number whatever it was um, <laughs> just yet, but we'll come back a little bit on protein and revisit that. And additionally, we'll also revisit number two um, in that topic, is carbohydrates and their role and carbohydrates are your body's primary source of energy. So it's really crucial. It's a really crucial component of an athlete's diet because, you know, even though low carb diets are popular, it's essential to understand that not all carbs are, you know, created equal and that we definitely need to have those as a, you know, eliminating them unless you have some sort of medical condition where you need to go on keto uh, which was a couple episodes ago that we talked about that um, you'll see that, you know, complex carbohydrates, such as whole grains, fruits, vegetables, those are going to supply you with energy. And not only are they a great source of carbohydrates, but they're also rich in fiber, which to me is the fourth uh, macronutrient that we need to track because it really helps you, um, you know, like keep your cholesterol down, keep your digestion regular, but it also keeps you nice and satiated and satisfied throughout the day. And it maintains a good blood sugar level to um, sustain in that way. And then you're also going to get a lot of vitamins and minerals. So a lot of micronutrients in those um, complex carbohydrates, simple carbohydrates like sugars, you know, um, fruit can be kind of in this um, situation, even though they do have a little bit of fiber and then refined grains. So, um, you know, your processed foods, they're going to spike your blood sugar. It's going to give you crashes. It's going to lead to fatigue and just further cravings. Um, they are good if you are an ectomorph and you're a hard gainer and you just really need to get in carbs. You know, I've put things like honey and, um, just very 
quick digesting that don't take a lot of volume up. So if you have really high macros and you're a macronator, it's going to be hard to get in those fibrous carbs um, as much as, you know, it'll be easier to just put in some very dense, um, quick digesting items that your stomach's not full and that you can eat enough to grow essentially. Um, and some other things too, is just that, you know, we utilize eggland for a lot of carb manipulation. So just keeping in mind that that's a great tool for us as coaches to manipulate because when you get into manipulating fats or protein, we need the protein to build muscle. We need the fats to regulate our hormones and to keep our bodies healthy with brain function, which that's number three. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, but the carbs, you know, we can we can use that tool to either, you know, give like a little bit of a bump in carbs for like a refeed or a carb cycle where it can just give the athlete some um you know, a little bit of a leptin surge and keep the thyroid functioning at an optimal level so it doesn't downregulate. Um, some other things that it can do is just really help with like cortisol uh, reduction. Sometimes it can it can cause cortisol. Um, that's another topic in and of itself. So if you have any sort of adrenal issues like carbohydrates, you probably want to like a little bit lower them, and especially in the morning when cortisol is high, but they can really help with um, just kind of getting that release if you have the stress of dieting for a long period of time and then get like a little bit of a carb bump. You can have that whoosh effect where the cortisol kind of like comes down and the water um, and inflammation come down. So there's, you know, a, a scale of balance on inflammation and water retention, but these are all tools that we can manipulate, uh, especially during peak week with super compensation and, um, you know, filling the muscles, getting the muscle bellies full. Um, some other things to be aware of is just with carbs. Sometimes you can have that spill over effect if you go too far to the extreme. Um, any thoughts about carbs? Yeah. Um, carbs is, seems to be the enemy, you know, to a lot of, um, people, especially women thinking that we, you know, to get our bodies to where we want them to be, we need to be low carb. Um, and that's definitely not necessarily necessary at all. Um, in most cases, some, you know, work better with the keto, higher fat, lower carb, but, um, most people can get really good results with having higher carb. Um, excuse me, um, with my clients, like they are just so, astounded at like how much carbs they actually can eat and sometimes when I'm like okay we're gonna add more they're like oh I don't know about this and then they have a huge weight drop um so it definitely does help with like when we're stressed out and things like that having more carbs um just helps us you know be more energized and want to move around more um but like also making sure that we are picking the correct amount, correct source of carbs, um, getting enough fiber in and not always having, you know, fruits all the time whenever we're craving sugary things. Um, but also like just making sure maybe we have some oats in there. We have, um, you know, quick digesting rice before we work out, um, things like that. And, uh, yeah, carbs, carbs are my favorite. <laughs> Give me all the carbs. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely eat for a lot more volume. 
number three? Um, so number three is healthy fats for fuel. Um, so fat is our essential for hormone production, our brain function, and our energy. So um, we want our clients to consume healthy fat sources like avocados, nuts, seeds, um, fattier fish like salmon or mackerel. Um, Unsaturated fats can also help reduce inflammation, improve our heart health, and support our weight management. So we want to avoid, though, the excessive amounts of unhealthy fats such as trans fats, saturated fats, um, which those can contribute to heart disease and other health issues. Um, And so a good rule of thumb, though, we don't ever want to really go lower than 40 grams of fat a day because that can um, create lots of hormonal imbalances. Um, And maybe at like when we're really close to show, maybe for a week or so, um, we can go a little bit lower than that if we need to lose a little bit more body fat. Um, But we just don't want to be under that 40 grams for a longer amount of time, um, especially for females, just because it does wreck our hormones so quickly. Um, um, But Fats are also just a really good source of energy. Um, They also help with the satiation as well. Um, And we don't always just have to have oils either. So there are, you know, nut butters like and avocados, stuff like that, um, that can make it a little bit more fun and make your food taste better too. Yeah. I feel like with fats, you know, people I've seen that will go for a long time without fats and like their hair starts falling out or their skin starts looking bad. Um, you know, with assisted athletes, they can probably handle maybe for a short periods of time, uh, the 40 grams if they're, you know, on hormone replacement type of stuff, but really long-term, it's uh, not a good idea to go lower than that. And that does, help with building muscles. So it's important to get those fats up when you're in the improvement season and making sure that they're, um, you know, restored essentially to also help and aid in building muscle. Uh, number four is hydration matters. And I think just for overall health and performance and recovery, we need water. Water regulates our temperature. It transports nutrients. It removes waste products. It does so much for our body and it's important to drink it you know, before and after workouts, during workouts, I encourage my clients, especially in the summer to be drinking electrolytes because we sweat so much and we lose a lot of that. So, you know, for a general population person, they're going to maybe want a half ounce per pound of body weight. But for athletes, I really encourage them to do at least an ounce per pound of body weight so that, um, because, you know, it's person dependent and especially how much they sweat but it's, it's going to be, you know, a good rule of thumb to hit that mark if you're working out on a regular basis. Number five. All right. So number five is, uh, the importance of our micronutrients. So macronutrients are, are protein, carbs, and fats. Um, and they often get the most attention because they're macro, which means bigger. Um, so we just have more of those. But the the 
important things are too is our micronutrients, the smaller vitamins, minerals. Um, those are essential for our optimal health and performance. So um, this also comes from eating a diverse, colorful diet, rich in fruits and vegetables, different whole grains um, to also ensure that we consume the broad spectrum of the essential micronutrients. And also we can also supplement with those, but getting, making sure that we do get a good variety within our diet and then supplementation for the ones that we just can't get enough of. Yeah. Our farming has become so overcropped that things get ripened early, way too early. And they always say like, you know, apple from the 1950s, it would take like 50 to equal the, you know, the nutrients that are in that and it's just the soil quality and things like that. So sometimes we have to, you know, do multivitamins and like, if we don't eat, like, for example, fatty fish, we need to get, you know, our omega-3 um, supplements. So just filling in those gaps is really important. Um, you know, just kind of like if you don't get a lot of sunlight with vitamin D, um, say you live in Alaska or something like that, where there's not much sun exposure, then it's important again to supplement that. And, you know, different vitamins, depending on what they are, they can really have a huge impact on mood and energy, like iron, for example, um, people can be anemic with low iron. You can almost feel like depressed with low uh, vitamin D. So they definitely play a, a huge role. All right, number six, pre and post-workout nutrition. This is that one I promised you that we would get back to. So when we talk about proper nutrition and from a precision nutrition standpoint, you want to make sure that you have a protein source uh, before the workout and a carb source for energy. And then post-workout for recovery, you want a carb source and to keep muscle protein synthesis, um, you know, growing the muscles from that stimulus, you want it post-workout as well. So it's going to help in get the athlete's performance. Um, it's going to give them, you know, all the help they need and replenishing glycogen stores and supporting that muscle repair as well. So my big rule of thumb is, you know, there's no magic anabolic window. And I talked about this on previous podcasts, but really it depends on what the timing of your first meal is, I would say where it's crucial. You don't have to scarf down a meal like immediately after you lift. Um, you can wait like 30 to 60 minutes. And again, it's going to be based on a sliding scale, depending on the timing of your first meal. So I know I have athletes that they really don't like to eat much um, before they work out. It makes them kind of sick. So in those cases, I'll suggest like a blended shake with like fruit, like primarily like a banana. So it doesn't have a lot of fiber. So it's not sitting heavy, um, you know, avoiding like a fat pre-workout in those cases, because fat can kind of slow down digestion, um, avoiding fat after workout for the same reason. Um, those are things to kind of keep in mind when you're talking about that. So depending on the athlete's size and, um, kind of like their dimensions, like there's their weight and their height and all that is going to depend on how many grams of protein per a good rule of thumb is if you eat six meals a day, kind of divide your total number in sixes, uh, in six. Um, if you eat four meals, 
do the same thing with the protein, same with the carbohydrates. Just make sure that, you know, if you're doing fast acting carbohydrates, which we didn't really go into depth about this, but the fast acting ones can be like pre and post workout, um, which those will shuttle a little bit faster. And then, so like Brittany and talked about the white rice um, as a fast digesting carb, but if you do brown rice, it has the husks. So it has a little bit more fiber, slows things down. The times where you want those quicker digesting would be pre and post. So. Yeah. And I also, because I, I don't know, I feel like I take longer in my workouts as well. I like to have a little bit of fats and slower digesting carbs pre-workout um, because if I have something that's too fast digesting, I, I'm i like crashing halfway through my workout. So it is dependent on the person, on what type of workouts you're doing. Um, mostly I do that for leg days because they just take me longer. Um, so, but always making sure to have protein and carbs before and after workout is definitely important. Um, and so our next one is timing is key. So when it comes to nutrition and our performance, um, we want to make sure that we're consuming meals and snacks at regular intervals uh, throughout the day to maintain our energy levels, not having the blood sugar spikes and crashes, um, and then also to support our muscle recovery and having that protein synthesis throughout the day. Um, we want to avoid large meals or heavy, higher fat foods, um, right before a workout, um, and to help prevent GI discomfort, um, or slugg sluggishness during our exercise. Um, so just like she had said, like, a faster digesting carb, like a banana and protein shake, um, can be a really good pre-workout. Um, but also we don't want to eat too many carbs either, um, before or after, because that can make us sluggish. And then we also don't want to eat too much before, uh, close to bedtime because it can disrupt our sleep patterns, um, by increasing that blood sugar and then ultimately affecting our recovery. Yeah, I find with the carbs near bed, it's just, it raises your body temperature, so it causes sleep disturbances. Um, so there's not really like a myth, like, oh, there's a certain time where you shouldn't have carbs. But um, if you do find that your body temperature heats up a little bit with the consumption of carbs, it's better to kind of, you know, maybe have like a high protein, high fat meal before bed versus a higher heavy carb just so that you don't get those sleep disturbances of the rise in temperature. Number eight is the power of antioxidants uh, is so important. So with exercise and athletes living the prep life, we get a lot of free radicals. Basically your exercise will generate these and it can lead to oxidative stress and cellular damage. So antioxidants just help kind of neutralize those free radicals and it promotes recovery and just overall health. So clients should consume, you know, antioxidant rich foods, such as like berries, leafy greens, nuts, dark chocolate. And this will also support their immune system and reduce inflammation in their body. So, uh, other than that, just number nine, I guess we're ready for. Yeah. <laughs> um, so caffeine is so popular. <laughs> Um, it's a stimulant that can enhance our performance, our alertness, our concentration, 
But however, it's um, can, you know, also have potential downsides like when we have too much of it, um, we can have increased heart rate, anxiety, sleep disturbances. And I've also found that it can decrease our performance. It can decrease our alertness and concentration as well if we have too much of it. Um, so when used in the best way, um, it can be essential for our clients as well. And it can be important to tailor recommendations, you know, based on the individual's tolerance and preferences. Um, it's also a good way, like good thing to take breaks from caffeine as well. So we can take that tolerance down. Um, and it's important to just experiment on the different amounts of caffeine and timing and to see like what works best for you too much is just not good because it can also cause adrenal fatigue and have cortisol go crazy. There's just lots of things can happen when we have too much caffeine all the time. Yeah. And our last symptom point is just individualized nutrition. So AKA the unicorn crab, everyone is unique. Everyone has different needs. Everyone has a different lifestyle. Uh, every person is different. So no one size fits all categories around here. And it's just important to have a coach that recognizes these differences that each person has preferences. And um, as a client, I would recommend people to just be really open and honest with their coach because any sort of dietary adjustments that I make are based on feedback and uh, check-in. So, you know, I, I always want to do my best as a coach to really support a client's goals and their lifestyle so that they can live this as a prep life. So with that, we're going to close things out. If you would like to find us on Instagram, you can go to uh, Glam Girl Bikini or you can go to Prep Life Podcast and we would love it if you sent us a DM and gave us suggestions on future topics that you would like to hear. We also love it so much when you tag us on your story and let us know if this, you know, episode helped you today. Hopefully it did. If it did, please, your only payment is, we try to keep this 100% ad-free. So your only payment is to rate us, review, so that other people can find us for similar topics that are interested in the bodybuilding prep life. Um, go to glamgirlbikini.com, hit the get started button if you would like to have your unicorn prep. And this is Amy Anger and Brittany Gable signing off. Thanks for listening, guys.